You're listening to GlendaleCC.org and to the Glendale Christian KY podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We hope that this message encourages you in your walk to love and follow Jesus. Thank you for listening. Well, hey, good morning, and thanks for joining us again today for our online worship. Hey, do you remember the first time that you jumped into the deep end of the pool? The first time you went to the diving board and you were about to, to take that leap, and, and I think that's a memorable moment for, for just about everyone. You know, you're walking over to the diving board, and there's a certain amount of fear and, and trepidation that comes with, with just unknowing, with not knowing what you're about to do. But you go ahead and you do it. You, you take the plunge and you jump into the deep end, and, and you remember that moment. Today we're uh, beginning a three-week series that we're calling Going Deep, and Over the next three weeks, we're going to be diving into the deep end. During this series, we're going to be encouraging you to to get out of the shallow end of your faith and to to dive head first, feet first, whatever, into the deep end of our faith so that we can take that next step. But before we dive into the message, I just want to take a moment to say that while I think there is something in this series for everyone, there are a group of people who, uh, who I think may feel like this series isn't going to be applicable to them. Uh, it's the group that I would call that the happy campers. You're happy where you're at in your faith, and you're just kind of setting up camp there. And I can tell you from personal experience, that's, that always feels like a really good spot to be. But my prayer for, for all of us in this series is that, that you would determine to pack up camp, that, that you would determine that you're not just going to camp out in one uh, spot, that you're going to pack up camp, and you're just going to move a little bit further down the road and go a little bit deeper in your faith. Because I know that all of us have either been to the pool, or we've been to the beach, or we've seen The Bachelor, so we know what shallow is, and, and I know that we don't really want shallow. You know that the shallow end is, is fun and easy and safe and well-populated, but you also know that the shallows don't age well. The, the shallows very quickly become basic and limited and not enough for you. And it, it's, it's the depths. That's where the good stuff is, the, the real stuff, the powerful stuff. That's where all of that stuff lies. It's, it's in the depths. And, and that's why we're drawn to those areas. That's why we're drawn to the deep end. In fact, I would say that anytime we ever ventured out in any area of our life into a, a deeper end, that we were always grateful for it and that we never wanted to return back to the shallow end. That's certainly true in relationships and, and true of your career and certainly true in the realm of faith. Sure, faith can be intimidating to talk about and it can be uh, mysterious and, and feels kind of scary, but, but here's, what, here's what I know. Whether you're a long-time believer, a believer for just a short time, or you've never been a believer, every one of us wants something that's real and deep. None of us want the shallows. None of us want to go to the end of our lives and, and when we look back and think about all the, the big questions of life and, and say, I hung out in the shallow end the whole time. None of us want that. You don't want that, and, and I don't want that. You don't want to stay in the shallow end in your faith. And if you're a Christian, you can't afford to stay in the shallow end of your faith. Because the shallow end won't keep you engaged. The shallow won't keep you around church. The shallow won't capture your heart and your intellect. The shallows aren't going to impress your kids. The shallows aren't going to develop in you the kind of faith that inspires other people. All of that stuff, it's in the deep end. And so we need to go deep. Now, I know immediately what some of you might be thinking is, 
is, well, get out of the shallows and, and, and grow my faith deeper. Isn't that your job? Is, isn't that what you do? Isn't, isn't the, that the church's job? Isn't faith uh, in the same category of, of things like doing your taxes and, and indoor plumbing and flying a plane? It's all things that you get somebody else to do for you. And if I'm perfectly honest with you, for a long time in my life, I would have said yes. I would have said yes. It's absolutely the church's job to, to inspire you to go deeper, to, to feed you, to go deeper in your own walk with Christ. Until I read this passage of Scripture, the passage that we're going to look at this morning, it's Hebrews chapter 5. And I, I want to share with you this passage from the letter of Hebrews. And, and this letter that's written by an unknown author, we don't know who wrote, wrote it. Some think it's Paul, other people think it's, it, it was somebody else. But, but we do know who this author was writing to. He was writing to a group of Christians who were looking for something a little deeper in their faith, who were looking for something just a little more. And the author is writing to them to try and lead them to, lead them to, to that, to lead them deeper. And so I think we should hear what he has to say. This is what he says, Hebrews chapter 5. He says, there is much more we would like to say about this, this being uh, faith, this being uh, God, this being the things that he's been talking about for the last four chapters. But he says, there's much more we would like to, to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Another translation says that since you are slow to learn. Here's essentially what he's saying, coming from the perspective of, of maybe a pastor or just someone who wants to help them grow in their faith. He's saying, I want to take you deeper in your faith, but I can't. And it's, it's not because of me. I want to take you deeper, but I can't. And it's not because of me. It's because of you. You're getting in the way of me taking you deeper in your faith. It's like, hey, I'm doing my part. The church is doing its part. The songs, they're doing its part. Everybody's doing their part except for you and you're getting in the way and it's keeping you in the shallow end it's keeping you from going to the deep end of the pool and I think what might be might have been true of them might also be true of us what if we're getting in our own way what what if we have everything that we need from the church and everything that we need from God to go deeper in our faith but there's something that we're doing or something that we're not doing that is causing us to to just get in our own way it's like you know we just keep running into to a wall we keep hitting ourselves up against this and it's our fault we're getting in the way what if there's a change that we need to make right now that, that until we do, no, no amount of sermons, no amount of podcasts, no amount of songs, no amount of books that you read are going to be able to take you deeper in your faith. I might suggest that that's exactly where many of us find ourselves today. And so for the next few weeks, we're going we're gonna to find three things that we need to do in our faith to take us deeper. And the first one of those things is found in this very passage of Scripture that, that we're looking at this morning. And, and I'm just telling you, unless we lean into this, unless we lean into these principles, there's very little that the church and all the sermons and all the songs and all the books and all the podcasts are going to be able to do to get you where you want to go in your faith and where God wants you to take you. This is what the writer of Hebrews starts out saying. And, and the next verse, if verse 11 didn't offend you as the reader, well, the the writer doubles down on it. Here's what he says. He says, you've been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. You are like, you are like babies 
who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Do you understand what the writer is saying to, to the, this group of people? He's essentially saying to them, you know what the problem is? The problem is you guys need to act your age. The problem is, is you've been drinking milk for a really long time and you've not progressed. You've not been acting your age. You just need to act your age. You ever been told that, that you need to act your age? And it doesn't matter how old you are when you're told that by someone that you need to act your age. It, it kind of stings a little bit, doesn't it? Like, like if you're five, you don't want to be told that you're acting like a baby, do you? No, you want to act your age. When, when you're in high school, you don't want to be told that you're acting like a middle schooler. You, you want to act your age. When, when you're in college, you certainly don't want to be told that you're acting like a high schooler. No, you want to act your age and you want people to notice. And, and that desire... As you, even though you get older, that desire doesn't go away. It might change um, a little bit, and it becomes more about not acting your age in life, but acting the stage of your life. Me, for example, you know, I don't really care much about being 35, might even prefer to be 25, but you better believe that I want to live up to the stage of my life that I'm in right now, that I want to live up to being a, a dad and a husband and a pastor. You better believe that, that I want to live up to that stage in life right now. And the same is true if you're in your 20s. You, you want people to think that you're trendy and that you're, that you're moving up and that you're going places, right? If in your 30s you're, you're building your career and you're starting your family, you want to live up to that stage of life. In your 40s you want to feel established and, and successful and live up to your station in life. I mean, you might want to be physically, again, in your, your 20s, but you certainly don't want to be financially and relationally in your 20s anymore, do you? We want to act our age no matter how old we are. And so the question that just sort of jumps off the, off the page for me from this verse, and, and it's a hard question, is are you acting your age spiritually? Are you acting your age spiritually? And I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't like hearing this or even the implication that I might not be acting my age spiritually. But that's exactly the criticism that the writer of Hebrews is leveling against these people. And just in case you missed it, the insult is at the end of this verse. He said, you need milk. You can't eat solid food. You are like babies. You need milk. That's a jab. That's him saying that you are not acting your age. But there's also a really big truth here that we don't need to miss. Because in the same way that there's a physical progression in your life, and we all understand that, you know, you're a baby, a toddler, a child, a teenager, an adult, an elderly. In the same way that there is, is that progression Physically, there's supposed to be one spiritually. When you first become a, a, a Christian, it's like you're a baby and you're just finding out some of the basic truths uh, about God a, as you go. But then as you go, you, you get a little older and you start sinking your, your teeth into some solid food and learning some deeper truths about God. And you just continue to grow into spiritual maturity. There's a spiritual progression that takes place just like there's a natural physical progression. And those things are supposed to happen. And when it doesn't, when, when that progression, that spiritual progression doesn't get weird, or it doesn't happen, it, things get weird. When it, when it doesn't go the way that it's supposed to go, things start to go wrong. And, and the problem with these people is not that they were drinking milk at some point in their lives. That was not the problem. The problem was that they, have, that they are still drinking milk at this point in their lives. The problem is that they started drinking milk a long time ago, a while ago. And now they're still doing that. They're still drinking the milk. And that imagery, 
that, that imagery should, should, should be a little unsettling for us. It's supposed to be unsettling for us. The idea uh, of a, a mature person who just lives on a diet of milk, that should be unsettling for us. The, the, the picture there is supposed to feel weird, but honestly, it probably doesn't feel weird because most of the time we just read the Bible as is and we just let things that are supposed to be weird to us kind of slide by. And so I want to make sure that we are feeling just how awkward and how weird this image that the writer is trying to convey here is. I want to I make sure that we're feeling the weirdness of the image here. And so I want to present you with two scenarios this morning. And so here's exhibit A. That's exhibit A. That's a, a picture of me feeding Eli when he was just a, a day or two old. In fact, we were still in the hospital uh, when that picture was taken. And when you see that, you think, well, well, that's cute. Or, or at the minimum, you think, oh, well, Adam did have hair at one time. But you think that's normal. And why do we think that's normal? Because that is normal, right? Because, because Eli's a baby in this picture, and so it's normal for him to be drinking milk. In fact, at this point in his life, he was exclusively drinking milk. And so that's exhibit A. And here's exhibit B. And this might be the most awkward photo that we have ever staged. And for HR reasons, we, we've deleted that picture. And, and I'm just telling you, taking this picture was a whole lot even more awkward than I intended it to be. And so when you see this photo, I hope that you think, you might laugh and think it's kind of funny. And it is. But, but I hope that you think, wow, that's really awkward. And I can tell you, if you were in the room when we were taking this picture, it felt really awkward. And you're probably thinking, man, that, that's really awkward. And can you imagine what, what it would be like if, if milk were the only thing that Tim were, was, was still drinking? But that's the image of this verse, that, that that's what you're supposed to feel. It's supposed to feel awkward and, and a little bit gross. And, and again, the problem with these people were not that they had been drinking milk at some point in their lives. The problem was that they were still drinking milk. Everybody starts with milk. That's exhibit A. The problem with these people is that they started drinking milk, and after all this time, they're still drinking it. And the writer of Hebrews is saying, you guys, 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 you're exhibit B. And the question that maybe needs to be a game changer for us and, and needs to bother us a little bit this morning is, is what about you? And what about me? There, there's a spiritual progression that is supposed to take place, just like this physical progression that, that takes place. And this morning, I guess the question is simply this, is where are you? Where are you at in the progression? And perhaps maybe even more importantly is this question, how long have you been there? How long have you been where you're at in your spiritual progression? How long have you been where you currently are spiritually? Students who, who are watching this, post-grads, how long have you been where you are at spiritually? Marrieds or married with kids at home, um, how long have you been where you are spiritually? Empty nesters and retirees and, and all the options. How long have you been where you are at spiritually? And I wonder how many of us might answer the same way that, that I would answer a while. Or maybe some would even say a, a long while, or, or if, maybe if you're completely honest with yourself, you, you might answer, at, for as long as I can remember, I have been in the same place spiritually. I've grown up in every other area of my life, but I'm still spiritually in the same place. And one of the things that really convicts me about this is my kids. 
my kids deserve a better answer to that question than, than for a while. My kids are old enough to know, and, and they do know, that God loves them as their Heavenly Father. And when they think of God as, as that Father figure, I hope that I come to their mind. And, and that I would hope I have a better answer than for a while or a long while. And I hope that you, you kind of feel that tension too, right? Don't the people that you love deserve a better answer than that? Isn't this a, a, too important of an area in our life to, to have that kind of answer? Don't, don't your friends and your family deserve a better answer than that? Don't your kids deserve a better answer than that? Or, or your neighbors, your coworkers, or, or hey, GCC, doesn't the community of Glendale and, and Hardin County and all of the, the neighborhoods that surround us, don't they deserve a better answer than for as long as I can remember? I think we owe it to ourselves and to our family and to our friends and to God to have a better answer than for a while or a long while. And what the writer of Hebrews says next is, is how they can get a better answer, how we can get a better answer. And it's the first principle in finding out how to get out of the shallow end of the pool and go deeper, go deeper in our faith. And unless we lean into it, it's highly unlikely that we will that it's highly likely, I should say, that you'll spend another year in the exact same place in your faith. Here's what he says. Verse 13, he says, Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. That's, that's the deep stuff. He says, But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Don't miss that. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. You know, there comes a point in every child's life where mom has to put down the bottle and the child has to pick up a fork and learn to eat solid food. And when that happens, he begins to grow. And soon they're going through the drive-thru and they're eating chicken nuggets and, and they're growing. And then a little bit later, as they continue to grow, they're, they're able to cook their own food and they're, they're, they're feeding themselves. How? Because through constant use, he has trained himself and he's learned to be able to feed himself. And in the same way, if you and I are going to grow spiritually, if we're going to mature spiritually, if we're going to get out of the shallow end and go into the deeper end of our faith, then, then we've got to learn at some point to put down the bottle and pick up a fork. We've got to learn, we've got to be committed to maybe continue to, to feed ourselves. We've got to put down the bottle and pick up the fork. And unfortunately, what I, know, what I know is true about many of us, especially those of us who are younger, is that for the longest time we've been coming to church and we've just been sitting with our mouths wide open waiting for someone else to feed us. And guess what? That's exhibit B. If you're in high school, you're in college, you're, you're in your 20s, you're in your, you're in your 30s, and you're still exclusively waiting on someone else to prepare and to deliver the food into your mouth, I'm just telling you, you're what's getting in the way. That's what's keeping you in the shallow end. If you're an adult that, that's still drinking milk, that's, that's still eating primarily a diet of milk, you're in the shallow end. You're exhibit B. That's, you're what's keeping you from getting to the deeper end. And you know what else is probably true, and I don't mean this to be offensive, but I bet that your knowledge of God is, is smaller than you wish it was. 
that, that you struggle with the same sin over and over and over again. I bet that your relationship with God kind of does the ups and the downs and the ups and the downs more than you wish that it did. And I, I bet that your influence in the world is more marginal than you wish that it was. You know why? Because that's the profile of an immature Christian. That's the profile of an adult who's still feeding on only a diet of milk. And I'm not saying any of this because God is mad at you. We're just the opposite. I'm saying this because God, because God loves you and God wants to do something incredible through you. And He can't use you right now because you're getting in the way. And the writer of Hebrews is saying, if you want to go from getting in the way of what God is doing and instead get on the way to what God is doing, then you need to pick up a fork and you need to start feeding yourself. And I think today could be that day that you start doing that because here in just a few minutes, I'm going to offer you a fork. But before I do that, I want to, I want to talk to one other group uh, real quickly. The group I want to talk to is the seasoned Christians, the, the long-term Christians. You've been walking with Jesus for a while and you've had your fair share of solid food. And here's the danger for, for those who find themselves in that group is that you've just put your faith on autopilot. Look, I get it. At my stage of life, it's easy for me to just turn on the autopilot and, and to just coast in my faith. And I wonder how many of us might still be in that same place spiritually. And, and it's not that you're still drinking milk. It's just that you've taken your foot off the gas. I wonder how many of us got busy and we just started coasting. How many of us decided we're fine because, because life got busy, we got distracted, and we just turned on autopilot and we just started coasting. I wonder how many of us, went, when I asked the question, how long have you been where you are spiritually like me, you said, a while. Because at some point, we just decided we were done, and we come to church like we take our car to the mechanic for a tune-up. I wonder how many of us are, are at risk of spending the next 10 years getting 10 years older, but not getting 10 years deeper. How many of us are at risk for spending the next 10 years getting older, but not the 10 years getting closer to Jesus, not 10 years getting wiser, not 10 years being more in command of the Scriptures. I bet that many of us are at risk for that because I know what you know, and that's that the craziness and the busyness of life will always push us back toward Exhibit B. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, some of us need to wake up and we need to reexamine what our current spiritual diet looks like. Not because God's mad at you, but because God is wanting to do something through you. Because He's not done with you. No matter who you are or where you're coming from, the deep end is out there. The, the shallow end, it will never satisfy. The, the deep end is out there. God has, lot more, has a lot more depths for us to explore, to, to lead us into. But we have a part to play into that. And until we do, we're just going to keep getting in the way. Just getting in the way. And step one, step one of going deeper in our faith is realizing this principle right here, that the shallows can be bottle fed. They, they absolutely can. And if you're at that stage of life, if you're, if you're a new Christian and you need to be in the shallow end, man, I hope you drink it up. I hope you enjoy it. I hope that you love that stage of life. But I need you to know this, that the shallow end can be bottle fed. But the depths... The depths have to be self-fed. The, the shallows can be bottle-fed, but the good stuff, the best stuff, the stuff that you never get over, it has to be self-fed. Th that's why I want to challenge you and, and encourage you today to start reading the Bible for yourself. 
Look, I know there are lots of podcasts and sermons you can listen to, and, and those are important. They, they really are. There are lots of devotionals that you can read, and, and, and that's important. But this passage that we've been looking at this morning, it isn't about those things. It's about an invitation to read the Bible for yourself. It's an invitation to read these letters for yourself. And if you would allow me to, I want to challenge you to, to start doing that today. Why? Because I want to invite you past a second-hand knowledge of God. But please, 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 don't spend another month waiting for someone else to read the Bible for you, to read the Bible to you, and to tell you what God wants for you and, and what God has for you. Don't, don't, don't do that. Please don't wait any longer to, and keep doing that. God has something to say to you. So why don't you read it for yourself? Why don't we, we do it together? Don't settle for secondhand information. You owe it to yourself to get past that, to go past that. But it's even more important than that because it's not just about information that, that you'll find. It's about experience. And I don't want you to settle for a secondhand experience with God. I don't want you to settle for a secondhand relationship with God. The reason I want you to read the Bible for yourself is not, not just because of what you will find there, but because of who you will find there. When James said, draw near to God and he will draw near to you, he wasn't lying. He was, he was speaking from experience. When Paul said, I would count, count all things as a loss to, to, know, to, to be compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus our Lord, he wasn't talking uh, uh, about a lie. He wasn't trying to hype you up. He was trying to tell you the truth from his experience. Church, don't you dare live on a second-hand experience of God. Because the, the real deal... The real deal is just way too good. Please, please don't settle for secondhand knowledge, secondhand information. And don't settle for a secondhand relationship with God. Because I'm just telling you the real deal, it's way too good. It's just way too good for you. And so I want to challenge you to take a step in that direction today. And to join me in what we're calling 21 Days of Deep. 21 Days of Deep is going to be a journey from the bottle to the fork. And if you opt in to the 21 Days of, of Deep, and I'll tell you how to do that here in just a moment, uh, but if you opt in, you're going to get a text message every day for the next 21 days, every morning, with a passage of Scripture. 21 of the best passages of, of Scripture, and they're going to come right to your phone in the morning, and all you have to do is open it up, see what the passage is, open your Bible up, and, and feed yourself. And, and the way that we're going to feed ourselves is, is through an acronym that, that's been around for a long time. It's called SOAP. And so you're going to get these verses and, and then SOAP. And this is what you're going to do with it. Each letter stands for something. But, but S is for Scripture. And so you're just going to read the Scripture. We're, you're going to get that text. You're going to see what the passage is. And you're going to open up a, a, a Bible, maybe the Bible app, and you're going to read that passage of Scripture. And then that step is done. And then O, o is for Observation. You're going to think about and find one thing, at least one thing, I hope, that you think God wanted you to hear from that passage. And maybe it's relative to your life, to your family. And then maybe just write that down. And then that step is done. Then A is for application. You're going to read and you're going to think about that passage and then you're going to ask yourself, what do I need to do differently because of what I just read? What's something that I might need to change about me or, or, or I might need to change about the way I think or, or something that I do and then maybe write that down as well and then the last one is P is, is for prayer and you're just going to pray about it 
who you're going to pray about it, and this could take 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 20, 30, an hour, however much time you have. And the goal here is that at the end of 21 days, not only will you have a new habit, but you will also have a format that you can take with you and you can read and apply to any other passage of Scripture that you read. And so this is a 21-day experiment, a 21-day journey from, from the bottle to the fork. And we've got this graphic that, that explains all the steps in soap, and, and we'll make that available to you, and, and a blank one that you can use and maybe even fill out each day, and we'll, we'll post that on our social media page. And so I would love for you to, to opt in. And, and so would you today take the courageous step to opt in? You can opt out later, and, and if you do, I won't know. Nobody on staff will know. God will know, but, but nobody else will know. But, but here's, here's how you opt in. I want you to text at GCC Deep, and make sure you include the at. Text at GCC Deep to 81010. At GCC Deep to 81010. And if you're familiar with the Remind app, uh, it will come through that, but you don't need the app. To, to, to do this. You don't need to download anything. You can just text at GCCDeep to that number and you'll be opting in and starting tomorrow morning you'll, you'll be getting a text message with a passage of scripture for the next 21 days. And again, you can opt out at any time if you want. But go ahead and do that right now. And, and while you're doing that, go ahead and take out your phone and, and, and text that. And while you're doing that, let me just give you one last word of encouragement. God has depths out there for you. And for me, for us, he, he's, he's not done with us. When whether you're just getting started or, or maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and maybe you need to, to learn to get out of the way and to start getting on the way, God is not done for you. And so why don't we spend the next 10 years, not just getting older, because we're going to do that, right? Why don't we spend the next 10 years getting deeper? And so pick up a fork, put down the bottle, and pick up the fork and start walking toward the deep end today. Let me pray for us. Father, we love you and we are so incredibly grateful for um, your word, uh, the depths of it which we will never be able to, uh, to, to mine all the way to the bottom. And so, Father, thank you for that. But, but thank you that your word is simple enough that we can understand it. Father, would you begin now pressing in on us and, and convicting us of the need to move deeper in our faith? Whether we're, we're a brand new Christian who, who's still drinking milk or we've been a Christian for a long time who's, who's been eating solid food and, and we've just kind of started eating the same thing over and over and we're just kind of coasting in our faith. Would you, would you press in on us the need to pack up camp and to go a little deeper? To get to the, the deep end, to the diving board and to dive in head first. Because we know that you're not done with us. And so, Father, would you help us to, to get on the way, not in the way, but get on the way of what you want to do through us. And it can only be done by, by going deeper in our faith. And so, Father, would, would, would we do just that? Would we begin now to take this first principle to, to understand that we've got to feed ourselves? That if we want to stay shallow, we can be bottle-fed, but if we want to go deep, we've got to, we've got to start self-feeding. So, Father, would you... You press in on us the need to do that today. Father, we love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.